Please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Welcome to Wide Shut. I'm going to get tired of that song very fast. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, your host, Logan. He's your host, Jesse. I'm your host, Jesse, and he's your host, Logan. And that's, um, you can hear him because he's clearly much louder in the mix. Um, I don't know why. I'm just, we, I'm we I'm just better. <laughs> <laughs> so, Welcome back to the uh, Akai the Professional. Sound board the soundboard. Uh, we'll litter in a few of those. We finally got our act together and um, did a little bit of pre-production. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of instead of just doing the usual where we would um, badly put together synth tunes, wing it and then go, oh, yeah. we should really get around to uh, doing something with that. Now, a, a good question, which you know, obviously we don't even really know what our audience is because they don't talk to us. No. But um, what is the crossover between? the vague references on our soundboard <laughs> and our actual audience do you think that's two halves of a venn diagram that meet i don't oh. <laughs> that was poorly time so i'll hit a button i wonder what it does uh yeah no I, but do i but do i r.i.p kevin r.i.p <laughs> Jason. Heavy rain. Jason. Heavy rain. Heavy rain. <coughs> Do we have a theme for this episode? Um. <laughs> so far, for for the most pre-produced episode we've done, we've got no content to show <laughs> for it. <laughs> we pre <laughs> we pre-produced sound effects. We did not pre-produce um content. Content. Yeah. You make content. Yeah, I'm, I'm content creator. I'm content. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Yes. I, I went to a place on Haunted Auckland's list. Oh, yeah. It was stink. Um, cool. And that's our show. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, um, it shows it up on the list and then you go on Google and you look at images of the place and it shows it all nice and like mowed and like you can walk in between the ruins of the building. Yeah. Uh. The 2018 version involves a fence that says don't cross this fence and you can't get within 20 meters of anything interesting. <sighs> then there was a stag do going on there and we sort of thought, oh, well, we shouldn't crash this party. It was a, it was a time. Hmm. So we should have your stag do there at some point in the near future. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so that... That I guess could have been a life and review segment. <laughs> life and review. Kinda needs a bit of a boost. Yeah, I, I still think that needs to be louder. That cuts off really abruptly. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? I feel like I, I did a bit of make job. Them louder than that. Rather than yeah. this is the master volume, so it's gonna make everything louder. We don't want that, isn't it? Uh, it's gonna boost us. It's gonna boost that. I thought that was a monitoring volume. No, no. Should I be pushing the seven eighths one or not? No, because that no. also does it. Yeah, they cool. they both just 
moral of the story is we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is um, continues to be wide shut. Yeah. How are we? Can't complain. Yeah. Um, so uh, at least we can segue into watching movies because that's something we managed to do without fail. Oh yes, true. <coughs> um, a Quiet Place is probably the best movie I've seen so far this year. Oh damn! Which isn't really saying much because it's we're on the fifth month. But Are you you're saying this is okay? So, but no, that's on your list of movies that you've seen. We've got it's... Winchester now bumped up to number two. <laughs> Winchester was trash. Um, to this, it's it's weirdly I find myself caught while considering it a great movie. It is a great movie. Okay. It's also manages to be extremely PG thirteen. Do you see nipples? No. What I mean is, you know, these they show you a lot, but they never show you enough that you'd actually um, be horrified, or you couldn't take a young teenager in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like Spielberg horror. Yeah, it's it's about the tone more more than what you're actually seeing. Yeah. And it, it, it felt very original and it definitely feels scary to watch. Mm. Uh, but it was extremely competently written for a regular audience. Yeah. Everything is signaled way in advance if you know how story structure works. Um, I, I picked out how the how they worked out how to be safe from the creatures mm. um, within sort of the first 25 minutes of the film Mm. but at the same time you know you can't not do that because then it's not a justified ending yeah yeah and i'm i'm caught between the whole if you have only certain movies can have endings that can come out of nowhere and not just feel like a cop out or a deus ex machina or whatever um and the the main way to do it is to go really really realistic Mm. but this is a a very realistic, very grounded feeling theatrical film. It still has, you know, very understandable and followable character arcs. It is, like you said, it is almost a slightly Spielbergian um, film. But it, um, the by the numbers, but not in a bad way. It, uh, it yeah, wouldn't yeah. feel by the numbers if you didn't know about movie making. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, Which ideally, I mean, you have to assume at any point in time that a large bulk of your movie-going audience doesn't know the history of where these films are, you know, what no. these films reference. And no, it it is a um, it is a because it is a competent, well-made, regular film. Mm-hmm. It it does raise it above your average horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which the the bar is not raised very high for no, horror. No, as, as I think I've said before, a, a seven point five is a ten in horror <laughs> movies. Um, but so th- this is a sweet coil of cable you've got. Well, thank you. That's what happens when he sets up. Uh, when I set up instead of him. Eyes up here, buddy. Um, Keep your eyes off my coiled cable. <laughs> okay. There's got to be a sting for that. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Push the wrong button. There we there go. You go. <laughs> cool. It's the um, it's a sexual harassment scream. <laughs> There's got to be a rim shot. Okay, cool. 
Better. Hey, no making jokes about sexual harassment. Okay. Take me three. <laughs> Make a Kevin scream instead. <laughs> um, we need to talk about... <laughs> Next time on... I don't know what that... um what's the deal with where where are you at on the plot with this do you want me to say stuff that can't be unstead 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 um so you know how the trailer shows the the little kid with the space shuttle yes he dies in that scene oh shit they realize what's gone wrong. The mum just crumbles because she knows the kid's screwed yeah. and she's prego as hell, so there's no way she's getting there in time. Yeah. The dad sprints at the kid, gets within about two and a half meters of the kid, and the kid the one of the creatures which are a pretty well a bit of a triumph in the CG monster era. Yeah. Like they they aren't super original looking, but the way they move makes them very scary mm. um but when you see them up close they're not it's not one of those movies where it all sort of falls apart even by today's standards mm. um but they they walk like a what's a what's a good analog um yeah hey, like a pterosaur kind of has the the wings fold into blades on the ends of its arms yeah. that you see in movies um they basically run on their front pair are like blade arms and then their back legs are like multi-jointed legs. Hmm. Okay. So it shows them when they need to, they can run, and they're, they're big too, like hmm. realistically. If you stood it up the same height as a person, it'd probably be about one and a half people height. Hmm. Um, and running on the blade arms, this thing was, yeah, it'd probably cover 100 meters in about six, seven seconds. Well, that's painful. Okay. It's cool. scary fast. Yeah. Um, so you just see in the woods to the side as the camera follows it back to the boy this thing just run 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 jump arm comes across and just slice and as soon as it would have hit the kid the camera cuts and just shows the disappointment in the parents face (laughs) disappointment (laughs) yeah Uh, they're not sad they're just disappointed (laughs) oh well guess we'll have another third child then um and his name will be or possibly or maybe (laughs) or maybe um they the monsters the scenes with the monsters getting close were very reminiscent but much scarier than the raptor scene yeah raptor scenes it's really and they sound like them too yeah yeah clicking Um, they have no as far as the movie lets on which a lot of it is both okayly and badly it shows you shots of john krasinski's um like thoughts whiteboard yep. where he's written down what he thinks he knows about the monsters yeah 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 so it unnecessarily so sometimes it like points at the whiteboard and then zooms in on a particular part of the text of his thinking to emphasize what you're supposed to be also realizing thinking. the characters right. are realizing yeah yeah, yeah. um which is a little on the nose but you know what they always say about you gotta make stuff to the lost common denominator i guess um it's almost like they've made this film for a deaf person well this is so quiet one of the daughters is deaf yeah. it's it's dry quiet. Dry, quiet. Dry, quiet 
part of the plot. Um, mm. He, the father, is endlessly trying to build a hearing aid for his daughter who has a cochlear implant but lacks the technology because they don't have one that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he's got a work desk where he's just been building endless amounts of them. and Trying to get them never, to work. Yeah. yeah. Or using radio stuff. Um, he's, he's just got, like, from what you see, probably 10 plus of the earpieces and he just can't seem to make them work. Oh, right, okay. Um, technology stops working properly when they're around. Ah, right, they, okay. they interrupt signals somehow. Possibly because they're on that signal in some way. Which is what's heavily implied, which yeah. is why it leads to the conclusion that the daughter works out because mm. they make he makes one of the hearing aids that finally he hopes will work. It doesn't. But when they get close to her, it emits a horrific high-pitched interference noise that screws her up but really screws the monsters up. Mm, mm. Um, so they can't see her, essentially. Well, they, they just get freaked out. They A lot of the time, they almost feel like they attack sound because it offends them because they don't appear. They're never shown to eat anything they kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you make a sound and they have very, very, very large, very sensitive ears. Right, so... Yeah, you have to be quiet, or else they're just going to be yeah, which is violent. How they've sort of adapted their lives every, um, like all the all the tracks along their farm. He's dumped huge amounts of sand along. Mm, them. Mm. Uh, none of them wear shoes. If they carry anything that could in any way jangle together, it's always coated in some sort of material so that nothing hits each other. Um, yeah, the little boy gets the finds the. Um, the space shuttle and he's just about to use it when his dad takes it off and he's just like no too loud can't do it then the sister hands it back to him mm. but does so without the batteries then turns around and leaves the kid goes grab some batteries and puts them in it <laughs> so then while they're all walking home yeah the kid just turns it on and starts dumbly on the spot going like that which you'd think at this point that's sufficiently articulated to the kid that you can't do that yeah and even to a kid's understanding like kids don't get a lot of things but they will get you make noise you die mm. like you know kids are afraid of shit under the bed and stuff that you know i gotta put my head under the covers and then i'll be safe like i feel like you did could it probably imply that the kids hadn't actually seen this happen before what the You've movie been... starts on day 98 which is presumably day 98 of the disaster yeah through john krasinski's notes has included a whole bunch of newspaper clippings which suggest um which show a picture of a meteor coming down mm, okay um it also says it states that there's three in their area mm. and it's like you know how do we make them leave mm. what is their weakness writes that they're armored yeah um there's no way to if, if you shot a gun at one it skins too thick you wouldn't do any damage yeah Mm. Uh, but when they get close they're so they they have a very sort of standard looking almost dinosaurish mouth mm. and sort of nuzzle and stuff but um their muzzle um their their ears are like uh like giant like, like freezer ear holes pretty much like if the if the head was the size of I see an 
I mean, the head is probably about three quarters of a meter long, mm. realistically. Um, and then you drew a line two thirds down for the mouth line. Mm. Then the of the upper section, almost half of that is just dedicated to these really, really hardcore looking ear holes. Mm. And um, the ears and the rest of the head are all covered by individual armor plates. Mm. Like if one turned to you and it was actually listening hard, all the plates lift up. Oh, yeah. So, so. And so they, they end up having these weird heads that look like they're covered in almost like flat spikes. Mm. Um, and that's, they get to the end pretty much. The, the sound dampeners around the ears unless it needs to hear yeah, something sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and when it gets really close and it needs the extra effort, then it'll really uncover to hear properly. Um, hmm. But it, it begs the question, you know, does it have a sense of smell? Yeah. Because otherwise it's pretty poorly adapted to anything really you know yeah, when we yeah. have as many senses that all work together as as one and then it just seems to have just sound i don't know what that's about but i guess it makes a good movie premise yeah but i mean you know without smell you won't have taste without taste like is there hunger yeah yeah well as as i said hard to say things, they're never shown to eat anything are they bioengineered well they're <clears throat> different newspaper clippings all sort of conflict some are saying like is it a divine monster is it yeah. blah 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 like everything does yeah yeah realistically if it was anything it's probably an alien but yeah if knows? it was div- divine it wouldn't uh, you know, that answers away all the yeah it's biological it's and- established that people are living in small rural pockets and mm. sort of probably family units much like this um the main sort of inciting ticking clock situation is the fact that you know at some point emily blunt has to have a kid yeah and she's gonna be loud yeah Um, and the baby will be crying yep you can't stop that nope yep now they've put um they're quite well prepared Mm. so all their other kids were had before the disaster obviously but um yeah you're like agree with them that they're doing the right thing and you uh question some things about what they're doing like they're they've done pretty well because the entire family knows sign language right yeah yeah yeah. because they've got a deaf daughter and it makes sense um they live in their house which isn't fundamentally soundproofed Mm. in any way it's an old creaky um farmhouse which Mm. they've creatively sort of tried to dampen as much as possible no like they'll go into a I I don't know like <coughs> it's hard to glean from what you're looking at but potentially they exist more in their barn than they do their house anymore because it's one big room yeah. where they can all see each other and all see the walls yeah, and, yeah but it still shows them going into the house and I'm not quite sure what the logic is um but they have built just a single soundproof room mm for her presumably to give birth and to keep the baby in which has the it's underground they've lined all the walls with heaps of newspaper and um and glue and stuff Mm. um and the the door to it is a mattress Mm. and it like sort of makes sense i'm I'm sure it would work within a reasonable distance i suppose yeah to some degree um and they also established that there's only three that live in the area they live in Mm. which you know means that there's a once thing once sort of shit hits the fan and it gets to the wind down devolution part of the horror movie it's mm. established that they could probably come out of it alive yeah yeah but um 
Yeah, they. The father takes the son hunting. The daughter gets pissed off that the father wouldn't take her as well, um, which I don't. It, it sort of gives you weird differences between whether he won't do it because she basically got the other kid killed, mm. <coughs> which was completely unintentional, or whether um, or whether he's just kind of sexist. Yeah, yeah. Or whether um, he's it's because yeah. she's deaf. Yeah. Or, yeah, because yeah, he's overprotective of her. It yeah. doesn't really establish it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really let... Maybe I'm bad at the subtext in that, but I couldn't quite tell what his driving logic was, mm. or maybe you're not supposed to I, know. Maybe you're not supposed to. Think, uh, from a child's perspective, you probably wouldn't know. But you'd have all these different theories yeah, well, about she, what... She'd be like 12, yeah, 13? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. So oh, no, she'd I have an understanding know. of what he might possibly be thinking and focus on the wrong thing. Yeah, which yeah. she does. She's mm. and she blames herself for her brother's death as well. Mm. It's an awful bit. She goes back to where he died, mm. and um, she's like cut the old sound parts out of the spaceship, but she has made it so the lights work. Yeah, yeah. And she places it down on his grave, and because they, you've seen the trailer, eh? they're walking across a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is still a large and vaguely chunky blood smear where that can got with. I just, yeah, I was just, I, I sort of looked at that and thought, well, I mean, it's realistic, I guess. <laughs> Not sure it's what you want to see. Oh, it's not what I was going for. Oh, it's will hurt someone. Oh, we're good. Um, in... Is that just a horror movie thing? Or if you fall into a grain silo, will you just drown in grain? Um, I think so. I think you, like there's no way to get a footing, right? But... Just constantly thinks there's never going to be enough. It's just, I mean, the, it's, there has to be less surface tension yeah. on the grain against each other compared to you yeah, so yeah, that yeah, yeah, the yeah. grain pushes out of your way rather than just... I think the only point that you get surface tension is about a foot off the actual bottom of like where the ground is, right. and so you'd be so well you below. Drown. Yeah, well, that the the kids go to light their signal fire because they get separated from the dad when yeah. shit hits the fan and the mum starts giving birth, and they all end up attacking the farm. Yeah, um, the daughter saves the son, who's a massive coward, um, but he's he's also quite young, so fair enough. They end up falling into the grain silo, get attacked. That's where they, for the second time, definitively work out that her hearing aid just makes them get angry and leave. Mm. Um, they finally find John Krasinski, who's been given like a you have to protect our children line from his wife, who is stuck in her nice noiseless basement that has had a... Um, ruptured water tank above her spill downwards and is starting to fill it up with water naturally yeah so she has to um it's actually probably the scariest bit in the movie is she's standing there and she's like i have to go get my baby and then she realizes one of the monsters in the room and it's straight up just like arcs down into the water and disappears yeah yeah, yeah. and you're like wait it was not established that these things could swim that yeah. drastically makes it worse <laughs> um and she yeah manages to get the baby but oh, it does a home alone to um stand on nail in, on staircase yeah yeah 
and she like uh, she does yeah yeah and she like rolls and falls and drops a picture frame of her dead son that's why she classic emily blunt she's not very emily sharp is she that's all <laughs> and i like that it derailed your thought <laughs> um yeah no, so uh, ends up with uh john krasinski tries to save his kids which the monsters struck me that surely once they're after you all you really have to do is be very still very silent and maybe slowly sneak away and try to make some noise appear somewhere else or just pray that noise yeah takes them well away. they've they've got a lot of countermeasures set up like because they screw with electricity mm. they have lights strewn all over their farm so if you look at it from a distance you, you can, can see, see the lights turning off yeah um smart they have fireworks set up so if you need a massive diversion you just light off a fireworks and then nobody can see mm. they i assume are like kind of blind because it was way too loud of shit mm. which uh, you think if they'd worked that out they realize oh let's just make a sonic weapon of some kind yeah well that's 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 how they solve the problem at yeah. the end of the day but yeah. i don't understand why they didn't get to that which is i suppose just, just something you have to of, give up for the sake of the movie because realistically a lack of means i suppose if you didn't have the yeah where, where was the part where the u.s army turned up with a speaker hanging from a helicopter and just went wow yeah. and was like hurting them around the countryside until they eventually got them to somewhere and just firebombed them just or something. nuked them yeah yeah but um yeah they he ends up having to sacrifice himself to save the kids yeah naturally arguably unnecessary the way it's set up but it it, it is set up story-wise whether it seems justified in terms of if this was real life mm. so be it um his kids saved them managed to be saved from that get back to the house um and then yeah the one of them comes into the house the mum's loaded a shotgun and she's like well we're screwed now and then the daughter suddenly has an epiphany and turns on her um, hearing aid again, which she turned off at some point because mm. it was it irritates her as much as it irritates them. And then after the her and the mum both realised that it like that was the cause of whatever was happening earlier, um, they grab her dad's radio, mm. shove the um, the earpiece up against it, and just yeah. Like, and then it causes it to like scream and like its head things are flapping around so she's just full on shotguns it in the face yeah falls down my first thought was you know you got to shoot that again right yeah. and then like a few seconds later it does just like curl up and climb onto its feet again yeah. and then yeah she finishes it off and then they kind of look at each other and do the i know what we have to do it's established that the other two from the area are coming yeah um they crank the radio sound to full. She shoves the thing up against it and then it just closes on Emily Blunt cocking a shotgun and that's the end of the movie. Nice. Yeah. Did It frames itself as a very sort of melancholy slice of life movie. Yeah. It is that, but it's a lot more audience friendly than that. Okay. Like it's not the type of movie that I would love and nine t- people out of ten would just fall asleep or hate. Melancholia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a movie yeah um but it is extremely competently put together it's yeah, i think i already told you but it, the entire movie has that sensation that they put in horror movies where the um the score drops off mm. and the ambient sound volume goes way the hell up 
but there's no volume there's no sound in the scene so you just get that empty white noise sound that's like anytime anything happens it's going to hit you really hard yeah yeah and that's basically 80 90 percent of the entire runtime of the film it just makes you tense yeah and so it's it's you know it's manipulation in a lot of ways but because the movie is about sound yeah even the times where they feel safe and they have nice conversations you might just shut up you don't need to be talking <laughs> don't take the risk um i really thought she'd have to kill the baby mm. she didn't was there a moment where she contemplated or they thought they might have to well, <clears throat> to shut it up first is like he he the baby's born and she like has the baby in a bath yeah. while she's being stalked through the house yeah. and is only able to like she screams out when she has it and it's only they only survive because just at that moment the son managed to get to the fireworks and set them off and draw their attention away yeah yeah um then john's character takes the baby and runs it into the like hidey hole but in doing so um i think he gets vaguely chased down there and he has to quickly pull the thing across but they set up like an oxygen tank for the baby which i presume is to keep it docile and quiet hmm like a hyperbaric because well, um pure oxygen makes you euphoric yeah yeah yeah, Chills yeah, you out. yeah. yeah. so it's, it was probably a either either that or it's maybe there, there was the assumption that the baby would need something like that because mm. it, it very much establishes that they have gone into the world and grabbed books on every single thing they think they need to know about which you know is, is not common for horror movie characters to do yeah you don't see that often no. actual um pure survivalism yeah um and it, it it feels like the deaf daughter should have way more trouble in the world than she is mm, mm. because she should have no real understanding of how right. loud or not loud anything she does in any given moment is yeah i mean i thought when she brought out the um the toy to put on her brother's grave i thought that was her trying to get herself killed yeah she yeah. shows her push the button on it and i just assumed there's no you know, meow. No noise because, because she can't dead. hear anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then it it did actually establish that by showing you her snipping a wire. Mm. But I you, until you have context later on, you can't really put it together yourself. But like every single plot point has the appropriate connecting thread that makes it make sense. So it's, it's clearly a very tightly written movie. Yeah, it's um was written by I think three people, which is probably a decent number one of them mm. being john krasinski yeah, yeah. so you don't know how but he's also he directed he wrote he produced he starred and so maybe that's unfair but i have to assume he wasn't wearing all of those hats entirely not for yeah i, I assume one of the no, there's like six of, producers on it and then yeah what well, fucking michael bay produced it yeah it's a cool far one. be it from him to be attached to anything good yeah well, if it, as long as it didn't inappropriately said, sexualize massive, the 12-year-old, then you know Michael Bay didn't actually... It's a good film. Yeah, people hate it. It's so funny. It's, like, it's classed as a terrible movie. Oh, it's great. Even um, critics I like say it's a shit movie. No. I don't... No, I disagree. Um, we also both watched Death of Stalin. Oh, yes. Great movie. Yeah, fantastic. 
just so awkwardly believable because they're all giant pussies, essentially. Yeah. And the, the one guy that tried to... And he did it for his own reasons, but they they appropriately set up that he was both the best of them and a bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That he was a monster, but yeah. he was the most... He was a torturing child rapist. Yeah, yeah. But he was also the one who had the best ideas for Russia going forward. Yeah, he was the most competent one, but he just... Yeah, and he was oh. like, you know, I've been killing and torturing people for years. Now I don't have to do that. Yeah, but like, yeah, until something doesn't go your way, and then how do you resolve that issue if yeah. all you've ever known is torture and rape? Uh, yeah it, there's so many just funny moments in that mm. and I, I think i watched it in the best context which was in a theater full of people over 50 <laughs> so people who understand what it was like to have a world with stalin in it potentially well, it just people that have the um will put in the time and effort to laugh at a movie that isn't just funny from the outset and isn't in your face, funny, l- l- loud, funny, stupid, funny, yeah, it's, American, it's funny. Not situational comedy. It's contextual. That make, I don't know. That yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I would absolutely believe that all the actors involved had a lot of fun making. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's almost uh, like can a play be funny? I feel like it, it's <laughs> yeah, it's got that sense. It's it's a farce oh, essentially. It, it's yeah, when, when people yeah. are trying to maintain some sense of normality and are coming and looking ridiculous. Yeah, as a result, that it's, it's they're handling nothing. things stupidly because people are inherently stupid. Yeah, and you can see people behaving like that. And it's a yeah, it's a very you know, what would happen if you had a room full of idiots who thought they were geniuses? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. like our idea for the. Um, the movie where everyone's blind inexplicably <laughs> and it's never addressed or explained yeah not to be confused with the um julianne moore blindness blindness um, that was a film i mean you just hate people how disgusting and filthy they were in that film by the end of it yeah so that's just, right everyone was blind so they're just shitting everywhere yeah this is our shitting corner like no no that's our eating guy we can't see it it's our shitting corner every corner is the shitting corner Uh, who was behind that movie I feel like we could google it yeah we could Um, Mark Ruffalo was in that movie right he was the husband everybody's best supporting husband no way that's John C. Riley. Chauncey Riley is the one you leave at the start. Fernando Medellis. Medellis. Jose Scaramanga. Scaramanga. That's not at all. There's at least three letters in that that were not there that you did not that you chose to pronounce anyway. Saramago. Saramago. It looks like uh like Brazilian Mark why Hamill. The, why is the first line of his bio that he was born into a middle class family? Oh, I think you know why. Oh God, he directed the Constant Garden. <laughs> that's, that's, 
between that and Red Dragon, it's like we're fine dining game. <laughs> <laughs> it's established that Ray Fiennes is a very lovely person, probably, yeah. but boring as shit. I like how we got that from Red Dragon. Did we? Well, you said that in Red Dragon. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's not a nice man. Cause it's weird. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, that's where the, the nice, normal, boring person crosses over with the um, the creepy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fine dining. We are. We're liked, aren't we? Um, what did he direct after Blindness? Because it looks like nothing. Did it kill his career? I think so. He just went back to um, went back to Sao Paulo. Oh, City of Men. Rio Olympics Open Ceremony. Rio Brazucas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, looks like looks like that was Did his... Constant uh, Gardener and um, Blindness. And then they're like, yep, now we've had enough of you. Yep, and they just kicked him to the curb. Did you see that um, poster? I don't know whether it was on purpose, but the thing for Blindness, it, it spelled um, S-T-F-U. Oh yeah, with the um for for the quiet place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not blindness. Yeah, sure. the reviews. Yeah. What is that ghost story show? Uh, it's that Martin Freeman one, right? Yeah, but I don't know whether it's, it's any Marty good. Freeman. Uh, it's a movie, isn't it? Hey, there's a it's new TV. Purge trailer. It's got Marissa Tomei in it. Marisa Tomei. <laughs> and that's that little, that's little lunch <laughs> same thing I was going to push a button <laughs> that worked alright I'm going to pause it so we can watch a couple of trailers okay morning we're back team morning completely forgot what trailers we watched uh new purge movie oh yeah what are your thoughts on that i mean they're an annualized franchise now they're they're basically the call of duty of direct to dvd horror movies yeah that's a good analogy yeah okay i'm not oh fuck i'm not against it but I'm not for it either. I feel like they have come full circle to the point where they are that Call of Duty franchise that could get Oscar-winning actors to just play roles in them because they pay them enough money and they well, seem to have done that. Looking at Marissa. their latest one, they've gone down in visual really? quality. Yeah, yeah they've, they've, they've gone to a more like... Um, you know, like the scenes where the cops are in on Saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like that. It looks, It's got that... It, it could just as easily be Sharknado. They spent all their money on Marissa Tomei. It wasn't that much money. No, it wasn't. But that was all the money. Come on! Come on! She won an Oscar. Yeah. Do they do they put on the poster including Marissa Tomei, Oscar winning Marissa Tomei? Yeah, I probably. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... I haven't seen beyond the first two Purge movies, I don't think. Mm. Yeah, neither. That's Three? How many are there? How many Four? are there? Five. Four? Is it the sixth one? Fifth one? There's, is this... There's Purge with a four as the U. Is this Fast Five? Or P4G. 
This is Fast Five. <laughs> <Just> poor Fudge, because <laughs> there's no R in what I just spelled. <laughs> uh, purge movies. Wikipedia. 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 The Poige. 2013. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ethan Hawke was in the first one. Yep. Well, Ethan Hawke's in a lot of sort of slightly above. Right, he's... Purge, Purge Anarchy, Purge Election Year, first Purge. I've seen Anarchy, I've not seen Election Year. I've not seen Election Year either. I've seen... Yeah, okay. I mean, if it's on Netflix, I'm sure I could bang it out in half an hour. Uh, All right, so... afternoon. So we've seen the first... <sighs> So okay, so they're up to number four, which is uh, what Fast and Furious Four Rio, Rio Heist. Rio. Yeah, this is the Rio Heist of the Purge movies. Ah, so this is where they pick up that girl that then dies in the plane crash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We watched Bushland Adventures. Bushland Adventures. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It hurt my brain. It. It made me want to die. Nah. Nah. Oh, yeah. Nah, I've heard it with that fucking Seinfeld <laughs> shit button. You gotta label them, I can't see them from here. There we go. Uh, la, 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 la. When we do the sensory deprivation thing, can we request that they display this, this, that song on repeat in our tanks? Well, that'll bring us true I would serenity. argue. <laughs> oh, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, yeah. about, what, 20 minutes into you in that be... deprivation tank, they play this. Bear in mind it's eight seconds long, so if you play it more than four times <laughs> an episode, we're questionably able to be copyrighted. <laughs> Shit. I don't know uh, that that's true. Yeah, I don't think it works that way. Um, it's, it's no One more. would argue that's the opposite of sensory deprivation. <laughs> deprivation? Deprivation? Deprivation. Yeah, it's a it's, it's an deprive. I. Deprive. Yeah. To deprove is something else. It's to go deep rove. How deep how deep is rave? Oh, about a McManus. <laughs> I hate you. There's a good and fast answer and I hate you. <laughs> I was actually um so I was listening to Mr. Michael Swaim's podcasting. Michael Swaim. Michael Swaim. What's he talking about? So, we're in the postmodern era of um, film and whatnot, mm. which means everything has to be vaguely referential or, in, or a derivative of shit that's come beforehand. Okay. Dirigible. Yeah. What is the next step? What comes after postmodernism? Um... Uh, ne- neo feudalism, <laughs> <laughs> like in general, or in, yeah, just or in media in general. Um, I would. I, I think you could write a solid essay on why we're still in neo feudalism. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. At what point does postmodernism stop being post? modern well, arguably the, 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 the is is it postmodern to make like simulacra content things mm. like 
like imagine if metal gear solid 4 existed but none of the other games did yeah yeah and it's a game that is entirely based around establishing and fulfilling nostalgia in the same piece of content is that is that postmodern or is that something else entirely are we to argue that ready player one is like one of the nails in the coffin for that ready player one seems like it needed to be better focus tested yeah it was really before you that ever hit the market you should have like added the ability to cut paste whatever relevant content for your audience was into the each of the plot points yeah i think it's hard to identify what what that new thing will be until it's been around for long enough we're at that point now we're still in that point where we're sick of nostalgia and we're sick of reboots and we've got sequelitis and we, we don't want to relive the 80s but at the same time we'll embrace new if it's in that style like stranger things it's full of nostalgia but people loved it because it was well made but everyone hated jurassic world because it just brought back things that people had already seen before yeah but, but stranger of... things is is entirely derivative in itself yeah that's why yeah. we like it because yeah. it, it touch points on everything so maybe we're not to yeah we're nowhere near i mean the the most original thing i've seen in ages would be annihilation yeah and even that is is seemingly ironically um original because all of its mentions of like its main bad guy is something that puts a mirror image of whatever yeah, it's yeah, looking yeah. at so and it's ripped off of existing the, the yeah i think i said that in the the episode where we talked about it but mm. the writer himself said he ripped it off of basically his favorite piece of work which was that stalker, stalker game yeah yeah movie yeah, yeah um right. or possibly novel before it was a movie don't know but based on the novel push <laughs> by um sapphire G- gabori sadiva <laughs> <laughs> precious <laughs> um, yes it will I've debated over whether making it a single push is Jason so you can just keep hitting it and go Jason 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 like you did in the game Yeah, yeah. but I like the three disjointed ones yeah. that are awkwardly far Jason. apart Jason Jason so yeah because Either that, either there is a next step, mm. or you just butthole spiral into nonsense, and everything just accepts. I mean, you get to some sort of weird nostalgia. Please don't say butthole spiral or <laughs> making a spiral with your finger. <laughs> butthole spiral, because <laughs> it looks like you're stirring cake batter, and you're about to lick it off your finger. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, butthole spiral and some sort of weird. Uh, um, <laughs> Please don't do uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> butthole uh, black hole spiral then would you prefer pro- pro- well no i'm happy with the term butthole spiral but butthole in each spiral instance that you've used it the first time it looks like you're fingering a butthole uh, and the other time you're like <laughs> eating ass <laughs> um yeah butt spiral down into a singularity mm. of nostalgia mm. i mean as, as ready player one right yeah well as red leader media rightly pointed out why would you shame somebody for not having seen a movie yeah. that came out? As you said, that's like shaming somebody today who hasn't seen Casablanca. Yeah. It's, <laughs> what? It's, I haven't seen Casablanca. I consider myself to be pretty knowledgeable about film. and There's only so much time in the day. Well, there's not. There, 
that is a mistake to say that you have to touch on certain historical points before you're um, allowed to yeah, experience you're, other things. You're allowed to have credibility. Yeah. That uh, that logic is probably what gives us a lot of the nostalgia shit because yeah. you end up with an entire. I mean, when did The Simpsons start to just become made by people that made The Simpsons? That After the movie. Simpsons. That's when all yeah, of the so original writers came together to work on the movie. And then What they, era is that? What era? Like yeah. Until, what, what time period? Early 2000s? Mid to late 2000s? So like 2010, 2008? 2008, yeah. Is that where movies started to get like that as well? I mean, the comic book film era probably helped. Kicked off. So when was Iron Man 1? That was 2008. That kicked off that. But I mean, they already had like a decade of playing around with those ideas with yeah, X-Men they, they and Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first time they'd actually managed to get it off the ground and keep it mm. off the ground. So then um, if, it, if it happened during a distinct period of time... I mean, you know, Hollywood and stuff have always been endlessly derivative, and the entire mm. um, video game industry is based on ripping off films mm. Mm. and turn them into playable experiences. Because there was, well, they used to be. I mean, that's when when video game makers who wanted to create a cohesive story and have plot and characterization, yeah, didn't have a previous generation of video games to go off of. They only had films, which they grew up on. Yeah, well, the the big the big stories have come with the growth of the industry. Yeah. I think. yeah. And um, also in the post PS, probably what post early X, the first third or half of the three sixty PS three era would have mm-hmm. been when you still got movie um, license times. Yeah, yeah. Then Activ- it all shifted. Activision buried those well and good. Well, that and they all just shifted to the um, the the to mobile devices because yeah. it was way cheaper to put them together in five minutes and technically would make more money because people would just pay 99 cents for them yeah instead of $120 I mean, if, if it, for, for, yeah. a, for a film licensed game and they were all trash yeah. like and even the ones you wanted to like and then you play them and you're like oh no 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 so that's why, I, uh, yeah, we'll see what the new but Spider-Man like, game looks yeah, like. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though. That game is basically going, what did everyone like about Spider-Man, the movie 2? Yeah. That was the one that... People actually enjoyed playing. Let's yeah. put all that back into it and not rely on... Which in itself was, hey, let's just combine Spider-Man and GTA. Mm. Which in itself was a combination of movie concepts from years ago and a very basic gameplay stuff. Yeah, but they uh, that's uh, weird to think about that it was a well-made game, but was a movie tie-in like it had the voice of toby Maguire, and yeah it was uh hard to listen to because his voice is because he was doing that i'm a i'm a, a not a voice actor I'm and you've put school. me in a sound booth and i don't know how to carry across the why don't they some do it's just that uh if, if were they not paid enough did they not care? Was it something they were forced to probably do on contract- the side of the Probably the contractually contract? obligated to record those lines for the video game. Um, the Iron Man game had Robert Downey Jr. record his lines. Yeah, and it, as I understand it, it sounded like he'd recorded it on a cell phone conference yeah, yeah. call. Yeah. But I wouldn't have thought at that time Iron he Man had enough pull to, to do anything but exactly what he was told. Yeah, no, <clears> I'd, I'd say that's definitely the case because mm. he's... He's one of the cheapest actors of his caliber because of his drug issues. Well, he was. 
He was. No, he was. He's, he's back up to. Oh, he pulls in like twenty percent of the gross. Oh, okay. Or something ridiculous. Well, because he's somebody you'd expect at some point to get to a Tom Cruise level, where he just Exists. picks and chooses movie projects to be a part of and basically owns them. Yeah, I think he does do that. And that's why he made the Judge. Judge Fudge. The Judge Fudge. Was that, wasn't that like a um, sabbatical they owed him to go make an actual acting movie for the first time? Yeah, I think so. And everyone hated it. It was not great. I couldn't imagine how it would be great. I I don't. What is his body of work beyond Marvel movies? Oh, the nineties was when it was peak him. He was um. Was he on Ali McBeal or is that just yeah, something? Yeah, that was, he was that was that was during the drug issues though. Right. Um. You mean Ali McBeal's drug issues? Yes. He um. Yeah, uh, he was nominated for an Oscar for playing Charlie Chaplin in a biopic in the nineties. That's right. Um, he was on. He spent a year on Saturday Night Live, but wasn't really on it. Like in the very, he's he was just part of that. Uh, those young up and comers from the eighties, nineties that everyone knew would give great performances, but were probably had severe issues, <laughs> drug, sex. The Mickey Rocks and James Spaders of the world, basically. Uh, he was in that little clique of young, yeah, male actors who just oh, off their kite. Their yeah, just just a smidge, <laughs> just just a smidge, just a smidge. Um, but I can't remember anything off the top of my head because I never grew up watching him. So apart from seeing him in, I think I've like, seen the Charlie Chaplin movie, but yeah. probably not. Yeah. And then uh, the Shaggy Dog was in that Tim Allen have not seen that that was post post the drugs pre the Iron Man post the pre but not before post the after post the pre that's why I heard someone do we do we have to play the the yes do, do we though see I, I, I put it in there I put it in there and I, I don't I, we're talk, still talking about butthole spirals, by the way. No, no, we, we're going to leave that to the next time. What we are going to talk about mm. is Forest Cast, which we've put off a oh, fucking age. Fucking hell. Yeah, okay. We should do that. So we went and stayed a night in a... Not a trailer park. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> national park. No, a trailer park would be much scarier. Mm. And uh, yeah, in a national park in a camping area surrounded by hills and forest and shit, and there was some water there. Um, you know general nature yeah the, our, our general intention I don't remember what we talked about in advance we we did plan to record an episode there but mostly yeah. it came down to we couldn't get the tech to work and um, there's no way to run our proper recording equipment without an actual and no one wants us to have another car cast we, we should really remove car cast from the feed so that people's first interaction with us is in a shitty <laughs> car based situation um but we stayed out in the place overnight we were the only people in the park from what we could tell it was dark as shit spooky cold mm. we watched a couple of horror movies got a bit drunk um yeah we did we did get a lot drunk a yeah. bit drunk cooked ourselves some food oh no we got drunk enough to try to cook bacon yeah <laughs> Which mostly led to the plastic implement I was using slightly melting onto the bacon and giving it a weird taste. But yeah, we even managed to cook forest coffee. 
but true, um, true Renaissance men. Um, uh, shit, yeah. shit got weird in an entirely platonic way late at night. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is where we come back to butthole spiraling. Um, <laughs> just draw the spiral on the desk. Oh God! Show me on the desk where he spiraled you. <laughs> I um, cannot. Yeah, so we we were we we make ourselves a little bit paranoid most of the time because we're like, oh, there's signs here saying no, no, go here. Yeah. And there's signs here saying no, be here. Yep. So we talk ourselves into a state where it's like, no, this is just an empty, empty campground. Let's just do whatever we want. Um, and then at what, like nine p.m. just after it got dark. Ten p.m. I was about nine thirty. Uh. It was about. It was just after eleven. Yeah. Oh, was it okay? Um, yeah, a uh, helicopter. Yeah, I mean there were helicopters throughout the day. Oh yeah, 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 just yeah, yeah. casually flying over the area. I mean, I don't know whether that's because it's a national park or whether it's one side of it is something and the other side is the Power south Station. of Auckland. So there's, I guess. A, there's a dam as well. There is a hydro hydro dam or just like a dam dam like. A, does it generate power or does it just hold water? I think it just holds water. I didn't see anything nah. else. Because it'd be like a people working. Yeah, it was like literally a, just yeah. a pipe. Yeah. And a, and run, and a runoff kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, no, but helicopters this, turned up. This helicopter circled us three times. Yep. At a wide, quite a wide berth, circled yep. us three times. Yeah, we're came, in a large open area. Yeah. Then, you know, kind of left us for about five minutes and then came zooming through the middle of the field where we were. Yeah, at a it, much lower it, it altitude. It was gone and we yeah. were sort of already weirded out by the, the beginning fact that it of the circle. Yeah. yeah, it flew low over top of us with a searchlight directly pointed at the ground and not just, to us, but was searching like it was doing, like, you know, it just something was going on and it, 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 didn't seem to be related to us. No, this is what made it freaky. It was like, yeah, okay, well, we're not meant to be here and we just caused trouble. Cool, that's yeah, fine. Just yeah. come tell us. But yeah. when it looked like they were actively looking for something else. Yeah, yeah. It just then it, then it becomes, a little bit. wait a second, do you mean... Are we just collateral damage right <laughs> now? What's going on? And they flew over to a nearby field, yeah. landed. That's right. Stayed there for about 20 minutes with the helicopter running. Yeah. And then left. Yeah. And we have no idea what they did. And nope. it was a field that we could access and we had walked through. Yep, no one talked to us. No one. There's a tree line separating the two fields, but we couldn't see the helicopter. We could only hear it and see that it was landed on the ground. Yeah, we but you sort of vaguely see the light through the trees, but that was about it. Yeah. And we were waiting for people with guns to come up behind yeah. us and tell us to leave. or Yeah, or, or say, hey, there's somebody dangerous in the area. You might want to get out or... Yeah. The dam is broken. Yeah. Please that, leave before you... Because we were in a flood zone. Yep. And the flood zone. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was... We still don't have answers, so it was no. technically a UFO encounter. Yes. It was... It was, it was uh, I mean, we... From the outset, we were hoping that something strange we wouldn't understand would happen. Yeah. So yeah. in that sense, Boris Cast was a success. Yeah, mission accomplished. Yeah. But I feel like we can go deeper. Yeah, hmm. as as all the, I mean, as much as this isn't really a conspiracy podcast, but as as much as we um, we enjoy the unexplained because it it hurts our brains. Yeah, and it and it it makes the world seem more interesting than sometimes it does. Yeah, 
and uh, you the the logic based on other conspiracy podcasts that I've heard before is if you if you delve into the weirdness of the world then it it starts to ramp itself up around mm. you so hopefully when you look for the number 23 the number 23 starts appearing well, copies of the film on DVD <laughs> I forget it, that that happened to me this weekend and yeah granted stupid numerology shit whatever mm. but um i can't remember what the first thing was the second thing was a movie ticket my seat was number 23 mm. then the third thing was i was idly walking around and i ended up at a secondhand bookshop and on my way into the bookshop i looked at the floor and there was a um, tile that said 23 because it was the like shop number yeah right now Probably I missed out on an awesome adventure because I didn't go into that shop and find a specific book, but there was a pair of Korean kids in there that were making it impossible to move down any of the aisles because they were taking selfies of each other. Well, not, you don't take selfies of someone else, but they were taking like social media photos of each other and were just blocking the aisle, and I just walked through like a grumpy old man and eyed them down until they eventually got up and left. But they I was like, yeah, if there is some weird, uh, the first weird book that stands out to me, I was like, I'll just buy it. Mm. And he basically just, like, if you had a secondhand bookstore, mm. what it, what would you imagine it was selling? Like weird, cool, hard to find shit? Yeah. No. And, um. No, no. not the secondhand book. It was like, like second-hand Clive Cussler's and like oh, second-hands no. of, of pulp action uh, novels and romance uh, drama shit. Like he, there was all Second ones that he hadn't actually gone out of his way to find to stock his shop with, but ones that people had clearly just dumped over the years. Well, you know that book that you buy and... when you're traveling yeah. and then you hand it to somebody else and say, read this, it wasn't bad. And you never expect to get it back. Yeah, because... That it's... was his entire bookshop. Oh, no. Uh, it's like a... Somebody built a shop around one of those markets on, on a Sunday morning. That, Here's like, my old shit. Do you want to buy my old shit? Here's three out of the seven of these this book series that are all connected. Uh, it's not the first three. It's just some of them. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Here's a here's a set of um, yeah bloody more cookbooks that I'm comfortable seeing in a um, in a bookstore. Oh yeah, if Logan's they, doing the bit. If they edit my um, trademark listing, yeah. Well, th- this has been a um, another episode of Wide Shut. Yep, yep. I've been your host, Logan. I've been your host, Jesse. And um, presumably soon we have to. Yeah, well, the part of the the soundboard stuff was us trying to get back on some semblance of structure of structure and form to the show um we we bounce in and out of sort of caring whether this needs to have structure or whether we can just talk off the cuff and actually be interesting some might say we aren't Mm. um i think the big thing we we lost structure when we work and life just got in the way and we stopped planning shit in advance and also when we had the other two on that um that that makes holding a structure less fun really because you you just have a freeform conversation that will always go at least an hour without any real effort whatsoever and um, their ideas are slightly different from ours whereas we tend to think very similarly on a lot of topics so we tend to 
with with outside influence, we tended to have a much more vibrant show with just a basic conversation. Yeah, I mean, even if we yeah we're quite similar with our thought process, we're both equally disinterested and really caring what side of an argument we potentially yeah, take. Yeah, we, we just don't explore we don't them. seek to win. We just talk about a subject. <laughs> we yeah. just explore subjects and be like, ah, oh, okay, and that's probably not really interesting to some people. No, not and, all the time. Not about everything. And um, as well as that, the we we are at our core movie people. Mm. The other two aren't really so much. So that doesn't always that doesn't inspire them to have a good conversation in the way it necessarily does for us. Um, Maybe that's what we should do when we bring up them on next time is um, prompt them to talk about something that they're passionate about. Well, actually, that's not really true. It. Mix a massive movie buff yeah. but, and a very sort of well-detailed movie buff. Yeah. But the... the um, Not in the same way. No, and yeah, no. not Not... Well, we can explore that. It's always fun to have somebody who thinks about movies in a different way and for us yeah, to just <laughs> join forces and shit on them. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but uh, the main, yeah, we, we'll bring back the, we'll, now that we've got a vague theme, whether I like it or not, <laughs> um, <laughs> we get, yeah, put the stings in there and we actually segment the show apart and go back to the core things, which is the initial loose conversation and movie reviews break it up in the center with where are they now and are they hot yeah because um, frankly we need to get to a point where uh you know uh blue apron needs to find a, a slot at some point in our conversation right. to drop in product that's placement right. and then um we need to get to the um alternate segments between either our things we've done in, mm. in life that are interesting recently that we've explored like weird things which or an idea that we've had about that's this right. story of some yeah. kind so to that, develop that's the mm. other alternate and, the, second half and then the third thing is figuring out how to contact Blue Apron because they won't return our calls Blue Apron please sponsor us we love you um yeah okay hit us that's up on the usual channel this yeah. has been Wired Shut have a good one